All right, let's get into cells and tissues. Um, some common terminology, just in general. Again, endo, peri, and epi. This concept is um, in the nervous system, in the structure of nerves, as well as in the muscular system. Um, endo means the innermost layer. Peri means around. Epi means the, um, I would say, epitome, the top, the outside, the epic layer, okay? Um, EM means structure. Usually if it, is, if it ends in EM, it's probably a membrane of some sort or a covering, okay? Like paramecium is the structure around the mile, the mile unit, okay? Um, periosteum is the membrane or the structure around the bone. Periosteum, perichondrium, same thing, okay? Um, myo is bone. I'm sorry, excuse me. Myo is um, muscle. So MY is muscle. Myo is muscle. Cardi is heart. Okay. Chondral is cartilage. Think about like hypochondrium. If you know that hypo means below and chondral means cartilage, you'll know that the hypochondrium is the area right below the cartilage of the ribs. Okay. Osteo um, or osseous means bone. Of course, blast and class again, um, germ cells for blast, class cells break down. A's, if anything ends in A's with the suffix A's, that means that it's an enzyme. We'll get into that in just a moment. Sarco means flesh, okay? Sarco means flesh. Histo means tissue. Site, of course, means cell. Adipo means fat. Adipose tissue is fat, all right? Cells and tissues, you want to understand that metabolism is the business of living. Metabolism is the cells functioning, they're being nourished, they're nourished and carrying out their activities. All that is metabolism. Within metabolism, you have anabolism and catabolism. Anabolism is when you build up and catabolism is when you break down. For instance, when your body takes amino acids and builds protein, that is anabolism. Catabolism is when your body breaks down protein into amino acids. That's catabolism. Like when your body takes hemoglobin recycled from old, dead, red blood cells, breaks it down, takes um, the proteins apart, breaks those down, and uses it to build something else. That would be an example of catabolism. Then, of course, remember homeostasis is the goal. There's always a balance between the anabolic activity and the catabolic act activity. Enzymes are protein substances or catalysts that initiate, accelerate, or control chemical processes. Um, usually we think about them as things that break down. So for instance, lactase breaks down lactose. Sucrase breaks down sucrose. Maltase breaks down maltose. Proteases from the pancreas break down proteins, okay? So when you see A's, A-S-E, at the end of a word, it's usually an enzyme for whatever's in front of it, okay? Enzymes. Um, let's see. Levels of complexity. You want to understand the levels of complexity. Again, these points aren't necessarily emblex points. You, I don't know that you'll get emblex questions, but this is very fundamental to understanding the structure of the body. So levels of complexity. You have atoms, which would be like your carbon, your hydrogen, your oxygen, Put a bunch of those together, you get molecules like sugars, proteins, and water. Then you have organelles, which are the parts of each cell. So your mitochondria, your ribosomes, your endoplasmic reticulum, all that stuff inside the cell. The nucleus, those are organelles, okay? 
And then you have a cell, which is the basic unit of whatever. You have the muscle fiber, you have the neuron cell, okay? When a cell splits and makes copies of itself, complete, um, complete identical copies of itself, two copies, that's mitosis. When it creates um, in the sex cells, it's meiosis. That's when you produce two um, cells that have half of the chromosomes they need, okay? So then you have cells. And then you have tissues. You have groups of cells that work together to create the four tissues of the body, which we will talk about in a moment, okay? And then once you get tissues together and build the different types of tissues together, you get organs. Then, of course, you get a group of organs that work together, and that's your organ system, okay? So an organ, an example, would be the lungs. But then an organ system will be the lungs, the trachea, the bronchioles, the alveoli, all that together creates the respiratory system. And then when all those systems work together, you have an organism, okay? Um, but just know, cells are the basic functional unit of um, any process, okay? Tissues, there are four types of tissues. There's nervous tissue, muscle tissue, epithelial tissue, and connective tissue. Every organ you have is a combination of these four tissues. Nervous tissue is all about messengers and control, okay? They control everything. They send messages back and forth. This includes neurons, nerves, and glial cells, which are the support neurons, okay? Muscle tissue, of course, you have cardiac, smooth, and skeletal. And muscles contract and produce movement, okay? They contract and produce movement. And heat, of course, but for the most part, muscles move. They contract, they pull two things together, and that is what muscle tissue does. Cardiac, smooth, and skeletal. Cardiac, of course, is involuntary and striated. It has texture. Skeletal is voluntary and striated. It also has texture, but we control it. Smooth is involuntary and non-striated. It is smooth. It does not have texture. Okay, we'll get more into that in the muscle system. Epithelial cells, okay? Epithelial cells, they protect, they line, they absorb, they secrete. This is what glands are mostly made up of. Epithelial cells do all the things. They, they secrete the mucus. They absorb things. They, they, they create all the stuff that your body produces, okay? Epithelial cells. They line every bit of tissue, every bit of your body that interacts with the outside, okay? Your skin is epithelial cells, okay? Um, your entire digestive tract is lined with epithelial cells. Inside of your mouth, lined with epithelial cells. Um, and then some of that lining secretes things, like your stomach lining secretes um, hydrochloric acid, okay? Um, your glands secrete hormones, right? Epithelial cells do these things. And then everything else, everything else is connective tissue. Everything from blood to fascia to fat to ligaments to cartilage to bone to your teeth is connective tissue, okay? Connective tissue has three components. It has cells, and then it has ground substance, and then it has fibers, okay? All of those things I just mentioned, everything from blood to teeth is, is, is built up from those three components. You have the cells, which are the living cells, the living part of the tissue, and then you have the extracellular matrix. Listen to that, extracellular the matrix outside of the cells, okay? This is what supports the cells. This is what creates the cells. That's your ground substance, which is the liquid part. 
and then your fibers, which is going to be your more solid part. So take, for instance, blood. Plasma would be your ground substance, okay? The living cells would be your erythrocytes and leukocytes and thrombocytes. Then there are some fibroblasts and fibers running around in there too in the blood. But for the most part, we care just about the cells and the plasma. But as you get into the more solid connective tissue um, substances and, and structures and whatnot, they have a little bit more fibers. We start adding more collagen and elastin in areolar tissues and things like that. And you get more structure, a little bit less liquid, but you still have cells in there, okay? You still have the osteoblasts and the osteoclasts and the chondroblasts that are actually building their own extracellular matrix, okay? So you may hear that terminology. The formation of a scar are um, the cells, the fibroblasts, building or restructuring their extracellular matrix because scars are connective tissue. Fascia is connective tissue. So I like to think of it as you're going to the store. Say you need to go, you need to build this particular connective tissue. You're going to go and you're going to get, if it's a more liquidy substance like blood or plasma, interstitial fluid, whatever, you're going to get more ground substance, a little bit less fibers, a bunch of cells. Now let's say we need some cartilage. You're going to get a lot more collagen, a lot more fibers, less liquid, less ground substance, and cells, of course, all the way down to bones. You're going to impregnate it with salt and it's going to be really hard with very little ground substance, okay? So that's what connective tissue is. And then to expand that a little bit further, let's say you want to build an organ. You're going to go to the store. You're going to go to your shelf, go to your pantry, and grab what you need. If you want to create a membrane like skin, you're going to grab some connective tissue and some epithelial cells and stick them together. Now you have yourself a membrane, okay? If you want to build a muscle, you're going to go and get yourself some muscle fibers, okay? Some muscle tissue, which is going to contract. And then you're going to wrap it in connective tissue, and now you have a myofascial unit, all right, if you're going to build a gland, you're going to go get yourself some connective tissue, some areolar tissue to create um, a structure, and then you're going to fill it with epithelial cells to actually do the work. Every organ in your body is some combination of these four tissues, nervous tissue, muscle tissue, epithelial, connective tissue, and then connective tissue is a massive, massive um, category of tissue that covers everything from blood to bone blood being the most abundant connective tissue in the body, that is a test point, okay? So um, make sure you understand those four kinds of tissues. We talked about membranes a little bit. So when you put together epithelial cell with some connective tissue, you can get membranes. And some of the important membranes to remember in the body are um, cutaneous membrane, which is your skin, synovial membranes, which line the inside of synovial joints and secrete synovial fluid, serous membranes, which wrap around the heart and the organs and the, uh, the, the, um, <clears throat> the lungs, so, um, sorry, serous, with serous fluid. And you have mucous membranes, which produce mucus. And the peritoneum is a membrane that protects, it's around the gut, okay? So those are examples of membranes in the body, very closely related to skin. All right, so um, planes. You want to understand this, this goes along with cells and tissues. You want to understand the planes of the body, all right? You may have a question that says something like, what plane would you use to dissect the heart if you wanted to view all four chambers of the heart, okay? When we talk about planes of movement, in kinesiology, we're focused on how they divide the body, directional terms, and the movement in the plane. But you must also remember planes come up when we talk about dissecting the body. So if I cut the heart with the frontal plane, 
I'm going to cut it in half into front and back sides, okay? And if you look at it, you're going to see all four chambers of the heart. If I divide the heart down the middle using the sagittal plane, I'm going to have, I'm going to divide it into left and right sides, right? And then if I use the transverse plane, I'll be able to look down into the ventral chambers, or I'll be able to look up into the um, atrium, all right? So think about when you see a dissection, when you see a CAT scan or whatever, MRI, the way that um, it's cut is a plane. So if you're looking at the brain, if I use the sagittal plane, I'm going to see left and right sides of the brain. If I use the frontal plane, I'm going to see a cross section of the left and right side at the same time. I hope that makes sense. I don't know if it'll come up, but someone did mention something about the heart one. Okay. So planes can describe how the body is dissected. Okay. Um, you want to know your body regions very well. This should be pretty intuitive if you've been through a massage program, if you are familiar with the bones, regions being like the cervical region, thoracic region, lumbar region, gluteal region, the scapular region, the brachial region, cubital, like the front side of the elbow, um, inguinal, which is like the groin, the femoral region is around the femur, the crural, the crural region is the front of the leg, the shin, okay? The sural, S-U-R-A-L region is the back of the leg or the calf. Then you have the peroneal region, which is on the lateral side of the leg, okay? Popliteal is behind the knee. Um, uh, arteries, veins, lymph nodes, these and even nerves are a lot of times named for these body regions. So make sure you know your body regions, okay? Then, of course, um, you want to know your body cavities. If you remember, you have two dorsal cavities, which means they're on the back side of the body. That includes the brain and the spinal cord ca cavities, all right? The cranium holds the brain. The um, spinal canal holds the spinal, spinal cord. And then, of course, you have your ventral cavities, which include your thoracic cavity, where you're going to find your lungs and your heart, which is the pericardial and pleural cavities. And then, I'm sorry, uh, areas, the pericardial and pleural cavities in the inside the thoracic cavity. Then you have the abdominal cavity and the pelvic cavity, okay? So three ventral cavities, thoracic, abdominal, pelvic. Sometimes abdominal and pelvic are put together. Dorsal is going to be the cranium and the spinal cord, okay? And then finally, when talking about regions of the body, draw a tic-tac-toe grid on the stomach and follow me in your mind. Visualize this, all right? If we go across the top row, we have the hypochondrium, left and right hypochondrium in the top corners. That means below the cartilage of the ribs, all right? So in that tic-tac-toe box, the top two corners, we have the left and right hypochondrium. Moving down, the two outside boxes in the middle are going to be the left and right lumbar regions. And then the two bottom corners of your tic-tac-toe grip right on your abdomen are going to be the iliac or inguinal, left and right iliac or inguinal regions, okay? Right down the middle, top to bottom, you have the epigastric, which means above the stomach, okay? Right in the middle, you have the umbilical region. And then the last box down in the middle, the hypogastric. I hope that makes sense. It's kind of hard to to communicate that through audio, but visualize a tic-tac-toe grid on your abdomen. And what that looks like is your client is experiencing pain in the right hypochondrium. What might be the problem? Like what, what organ is 
the problem. The liver is going to be in that upper right corner. Okay. Say the, the right iliac, the down in the right iliac or inguinal area, appendix. Your appendix is right about there in the cecum. Okay. Um, spleen is probably going to be more so in the left hypochondrium or lumbar region. Okay. That's how that question might come up. So imagine that tic-tac-toe grid on your abdomen. Use your deductive reasoning. Right. And that wraps up uh, plain, I'm sorry, planes, body regions and uh, general cells and tissues, the foundation for anatomy and physiology. Happy studying.